that's where. And I was like, Christian, pull hands out. Like, you know, tell him to, like, come take the glasses or whatever. And uh, he was like, I'll be back. I'll be back. I swear. And then he, like, came back. And I was like, he's like, see, I, would, I told you I wouldn't leave you or whatever. And I was like, okay. Because then I was just going to keep screaming and making weird noises until someone paid attention to me. <laughs> and so then he was just, like, just standing there polishing. <laughs> and I laughed because I was like, oh, my God. And then it was terrible because one of her other coworkers lost her phone. And so she's, like, crying. And then I'm, like, trying to console her. And just as she's leaving, here comes Christian. Ah! <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, don't laugh, don't laugh, don't laugh. This poor woman is crying. <laughs> oh. Yeah, it was hilarious. And I was like, oh, my God, you're timing. And he was like, what? And I was like, someone's someone's crying. And he's like, oh. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> oh. But, yeah, I already know we're recording because I yeah, saw you hit it. And sneaky. I was like, oh, no. Because I thought I said the name of my workplace or something that could allude it to being specific to my workplace, but it's fine. That's why he had Eddie. Yeah. As that totally made no sense as I just splurred, like, vocal nonsense out. (laughs) He said editing. I got it. I understood it. Listen, we're on the same level here and our minds are slowly getting linked. It's like when Burr and I were able to communicate via grunts in the morning. That was awesome. Do you remember those days? No. No, because he never came to school as early as us. No, he did. He was just too busy sucking face with somebody else. <laughs> Bitch, you ain't got no fucking like, room to talk. Like, you were sucking face, too. Uh, Not all the time. That shit can stay away from me because the warnings is when I harass other people. <laughs> I was gonna say, no, not in the morning. She didn't really suck face. The only person I re- you ever dated that was like obnoxious was someone, and that was during freshman year. And I'm not gonna name names, mm. but we'll tell you later. No, Anyways, no. so hi, hi, hey. I'm Bree. <laughs> I'm Bert. and welcome to the Creepcast, where we don't know how to introduce ourselves anymore. Nope. <laughs> it took me a second. I was like. Did we say hello yet? <laughs> I can't remember. <laughs> Maybe if I just say it again, it'll be fine. <laughs> remember back. Yes. But anyways, so this week's topic, we're kind of going back to our old origins of urban legends and just urban legends. Dang. And we got, of course, got to hit up the hometown because it was just what was easiest because... I was last minute with our notes and our topic. And I didn't have time to try and research anything else. I was like, whatever, this will do. Because initially I wanted to do the St. Valentine's Day Massacre. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, But mm -hmm. it's like more true crime. And like the only website with like the haunting information was like so poorly typed out that I'm like, Mm. I don't know about this. It's like, it is haunted. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> was it just that? No, I wasn't just going to be like, hmm, it is haunted. This is a weird source. It's the chubacabra all over again. <laughs> it peed. <laughs> <laughs> it stood red. Uh, uh, it was big. <laughs> Literally. Good times. The best. I love mm-hmm. it so much. But anyways, I digress. So then I was like, whatever, other stuff. And then there were these two legends, which... Weird enough for an episode on their own, but together they become one. Yay. Wonder Twins activate. Hell <laughs> <laughs> of Bucket. Yep. I like it. 
Like a lot. But anyway, so Illinois urban legends. Mm. Woo. Hey. So we're starting with the Italian bride, which is like legend slash medical mystery. That wasn't me. My I'm not allowed to go <gasps> over there. Y'all left your phones over there? I'm not allowed to go over there. I'm not going. It's just, dead to us. I'll just edit it out later. Whatever. It'll be fine. The Italian Bride. <laughs> <laughs> now you can't edit it out because of this. Don't tell me what I could do with my life. I'll just leave another mystery for the listener. It'll be funny because then you'll just be like, I'll edit it. And then it'll just start up and be like, oh shit, what did we miss? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Anyways, point being. Uh, so this is more of like uh, like supernatural things slash kind of medical mystery. So it's pretty short though. So we'll leave it up to you. It's a medical mystery. <laughs> it's a medical mystery. <laughs> uh, Big Ange, R.I.P. The real one's dead. Oh. Not the drag queen that played her. <laughs> <laughs> her memory forever lives on. Yes. <laughs> Anyways, so. Who is the Italian bride, you may ask? Julia Bucola Pita, uh, in who was born in 1892 and then died March 17, 1921, was a housewife who became known following her death as the Italian bride. Wow. Yay. She was the daughter of Philomena Bucola and the wife of Matthew Pita. She died at the age of 29 in 1921 while she was giving birth to a stillborn son, Filippo. I keep wanting to say Filipino. Mm-hmm. There's just enough letters. There's just enough letters to, if you like glance at it quick, you're like, Filipino. And then you're like, wait, that's not his name. That's a country. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Or, well, Filipino would be a race. Race. That's what I meant as soon as I said it. And then I was like, is race even the right word? Why are you so stupid? (laughs) (laughs) This is why RuPaul wants to kill you. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) Your makeup is terrible. Uh, but I digress. <laughs> Filippo. So going into the burial of Julia. Uh, so following her death, Peta was buried at Mount Carmel C- Cemetery in Ch- the Chicago, Illinois suburb of Hillside. Peta was buried in her wedding dress. According to legend, soon after Peta's death, her mother Philomena began experience dreams in which Peta was telling her that she was still alive. Ooh. <laughs> and, uh... But no contemporary source has been found to back up the legend. According to her great-grandchildren, Philomena's nightmares may have started about five years later when the family moved to Los Angeles. Philomena moved back and forth between Chicago and Los Angeles until her death in 1945. Aww. Which, like, damn, bitch. What kind of money you got that you drive just traveling back and forth all crazy? She'd be a housewife herself. I don't know. Mm. I don't know. Um, six years after Peta's death, uh, Philomena secured permission to have the grave opened and her daughter exhumed. What do you want from me? You want to fight? Getting <laughs> scrappy up in here. <laughs> the coffin was found to have decomposed somewhat. But when it was opened, Peta's body was still mostly intact. Her son and, and the arm of him had decayed. Her the arm holding him. Oh, I'm sorry. I was like, arm of him. What does that mean? <laughs> his arm. <laughs> just, just his arm. Satan uh, held his hand. 
Anyways. <laughs> I don't know why you pantomiming holding hands. It's so funny, but it's hilarious. <laughs> oh my god, I have problems. Uh, her mother took a picture of Peta in her, ca- her casket, which was placed on the monument and is still there th- to this day. The exact means by which uh, Philomena secured permission to exhume the body is not known, but it is known that the cost of the um, unearthing of the new monument were paid for possibly to to his own embarrassment by Henry Baculi. Baculi. <laughs> Mukola, sorry, I was trying to say it, but every time you said it, you said it like fucking some kind of pasta or like, like knockoff <laughs> Oh, this reminds me of his, uh, so, podcast. Uh, so, in your mom's house, I guess Tom Segura had, was on uh, Dave Litterman's podcast. Mm-hmm. And he was trying to have him say uh, Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> and so he's just like Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> he's like, yeah, that one. Oh, my God. That's just cool. And it, <laughs> it was the, in the actual interview. But anyways. Bukola. Bukula. <laughs> Close it up. <laughs> what is it? <laughs> It's fine. Just go. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, you don't leave me alone. I feel very attacked right now. I said it was fine. Just need to get like a, a key where I could just take submits. So that way when you say the word the first time, <laughs> just in place it every time. But I... But anyway, that was Henry's, um, by Henry, and then that was Julia's brother. Yep. Uh, the new monument featured a photo of Peta in her wedding dress. Um, it was placed along with a statue of her based on this photo. The photo of Julia after, un- um, uh, what the fuck? Exhumation. Thank you. Also appears on the mon- monument. Um, some suggest friction existed between the, uh, the... Um, Mrs. Bukola? Yeah. Bukola. And her. And Julia's husband, Robert, who remarried around the time of the um the unearthing. It's notable that Julie Julie's married name appears nowhere on the monument, nor that of her stillborn child, though the name of her mother, who is buried nearby, appears twice. Oh, mom kind of sounds like a dick. Mm-hmm. Wait, what? Like her mom's name appears on the monument twice, and not her like married name. So it's just Julie Bocola. They get rid of the whole Peta, which is the husband's last name, and then they don't have the name of the baby. Oof. I know. I'm like, damn, bitch. Okay. Bump it on. Why is so mean? Mm-hmm. Why gotta be so rude? Why are you be so vain? Yeah. You're so vain. You probably think this song is about you. <laughs> so, why Peter's body had not decayed much following uh, burial has never been explained. 
Some have attributed PETA's condition upon being exhumed to her being incorruptible, which others have attributed to the condition of that. While others have attributed the condition of her body to the type of soil found in the cemetery, which, okay, weird flex, but okay. Mm. And, uh, In 1921, embalming chemicals had already been around for decades. So with the proper embalming and the body placed in an air-sealed coffin, the corpse's organs will break down at a very slow pace. Observations of non-decayed bodies that have been deceased for years, even decades, is not uncommon. The exhumations of Abraham Lincoln, Solanus Casey, and uh, Eva Perón are a few of the many famous examples of this. Wait, time out. Um, What time does, like, what year does this take place? Uh... 1921. And they're saying embalming had only been around for a few decades? That it had been around for a few decades already, yep. I think it probably means a few centuries? Egyptians were embalming people all the time. Yeah, but it wasn't known to, like, the main... Listen, white people don't care about other countries and races and stuff and how they did things it was the white people way or the highway until then white people supposedly recreate the thing that the other races in you know cultures do and then they're like wow look at this newfangled technology i found and then here's egyptian in the background like yeah and um (laughs) um, ancient chinese there was an empress who was so well like um embalmed i don't remember what decade she was from but like she's in this fluid and it's uncopyable. They do not know what it is. They can't re, redo the formula or anything. And, like, she's in really good condition. Mm. Oh, yeah, I remember hearing about that. I just had it on my phone, and I deleted it for some fucking reason. God damn it. It's like I have a computer connected to the internet. Gasp. Computers connected to the internet bone. Internet bone's connected to the... What do you want? What kind of stupid shit are you singing over there? Why aren't you looking things up? Because I have to stop and drink what the fuck I'm hearing. It's the song. You know, instead of like bone and hip bone, it's computer bone, internet bone. And that's fun. It's all about. <laughs> <laughs> you spelled Empress wrong. That's an embalmment. Is, is that embalmment? <laughs> I thought he was looking for the Empress. <laughs> oh my God! God bless America. <laughs> oh, I can't. Y'all are ridiculous. So, anyways, where was I? <clears throat> but yeah, no. So essentially, what this is saying is either she's like some holy saint, or that you know there's something in the dirt, which I think is silly. Mm-hmm. But then, um. But with, like, embalming, if it's done well enough. But my thing is, like, why would her arm be decaying, the one that's holding the baby? Unless from the baby decaying, if they didn't embalm the baby. Maybe. Which is very plausible. Mm-hmm. Um, so if they, like, didn't embalm the baby, if maybe because of it's decaying, it, whatever helps decay it, like. Yeah, but. Um, if it's in contact with something else, it'll decay that as well. Probably. Like I a mean... virus or whatever. I mean, apples, if there's one bad apple among them, then they all turn bad, right? I mean, true. That's why they have that saying, bad apple of the bunch or something, whatever. I don't know. (laughs) But anyway, so uh, moving on from that, though. So today, PETA is among the more well-known people buried at Mount Carmel. 
along with prior bishops and archbishops of the Archdiocese of Chicago, and organized crime fighters such as Al Capone. Yay. Which, like, okay, random lady, supposedly holy men, Al Capone. I believe it. I mean, facts. Did you find it? Uh, I believe it's pronounced Jinsui, uh, X-I-N-Z-H-U-I, also known as Lady Dai, a mummified woman of China's Han Dynasty, 206 B.C. to 220 A.D. Damn, Brenda. Who still has her own hair, is soft to the touch, and has ligaments that still bend, uh, much like a living person. She is widely recognized as the best preserved human mummy in history. Uh, and let's see. It says that she was discovered in 1971. Woof. So, yeah, she's about 2,000 years old. Mm-hmm. And who's like, just like, you know what I'm going to do? Touch this really old thing. Like, no. <laughs> Always. Because, like, what if they wouldn't touched it and then it just, like, disintegrated? And it's like, well, not so preserved now, is it? That is true. It's like Science. cops in the. Well, or unless they moved it. She was it, found in the 70s, so I mean. And they touched her with one of those prod thingies and not by hand. But much like police work in the 70s. I know. People just fucking touch what the, what the fuck ever. It doesn't, like, take any science to accord. Mm-hmm. Like, literally. I mean, beat whatever. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I'm saying, like, so 90% of, like, any true crime stories I've, like, heard that involve, like, the 70s and stuff, they're just like, well, everyone just walk through. No big deal. Touch all you want without gloves. And they smoke and, like, leave their own cigarette mm-hmm. ashes over mm-hmm. there. Yeah. It's like the John Mulaney thing. It's like, sir, there's this pool of blood over here. Gross. Mop that up. Now on to my hunch. Mm-hmm. Okay. But anyways, Italian bride. Medical mystery. Holy spirit. Oot. Just really good science stuff. Al Capone. I mean, yeah, fucking Al Capone. <laughs> He's there too. This story has everything. Yay. But anyways, so moving on to our next topic and last topic of the episode, because like I said, just enough for two, for a full episode between the two of them, so I didn't worry about getting a third because I was like, eh. Mm-hmm. Anything else I find, it's going to be like, there was a dead goat here. It's <laughs> <laughs> just like how some of that stuff goes. It'll be like, top 12 haunted places in Illinois. And it's like listed. I'm like, great, where's the links to these articles? And it's like two sentences. And I'm like. Yep. <sighs> like, bum, bum, bum. I just need some information to give me some substance here. <laughs> God damn it. God damn it, Linda. Moving on to the next one. So this is probably, I would say, like, the next most popular thing after, like, Bachelor's Grove, which is Resurrection Mary. Who is Resurrection Mary, you may ask? Resurrection Mary is a well-known Chicago-area ghost story of the vanishing hitchhiker type. Ooh. I like that there's, like, these types now. But it's true, because there's a lot of ghost stories that are like this, but it's like a Pokemon. Gotta, Gotta catch, catch them all. <laughs> Dude, I'll be saying that to myself on the way home. Anyways, uh, so a type of folklore that is known for many cultures. So pretty much just what I was saying. The urban legend is based outside of Resurrection Cemetery in Justice, Illinois, a few miles southwest of Chicago. Resurrection Mary is considered to be Chicago's most famous ghost. Tell me more. Most. I believe in the first thing, and I'm calling it. 
Since the 1930s, several men driving northeast along Archer Avenue between the Willowbrook Ballroom and Resurrection Cemetery have reported picking up a young female hitchhiker. This young girl, woman, lady, yep, is dressed <laughs> somewhat formally in a white party dress and is said to have light blonde hair and blue eyes. Right. Why? <laughs> Sometimes I get bored and I like to fuck with the locals. <laughs> I thought you were going to pull a valid out. Where he's, um, an owl card where he's just like, <laughs> long strolls in the <laughs> A long moonlight stroll. No more walks. I'm going for a walk. No. No. <laughs> and I need my 55-inch <laughs> plasma screen TV. With Netflix. With, you know, with Netflix. <laughs> we can't afford that. This is why they're here. Oh, my God. Then I guess I'm going on a stroll. Ah. <laughs> uh, I love it. This much on candy? That's candy with an eye. (laughs) (laughs) I have to watch all these again. I know. They're so good. Great. Literally. You don't even have to see the actual anime or watch anime to appreciate it. Just look up Helsing Abridged on YouTube. It's amazing. They have nine episodes now. Oh, my God. Ooh. I know. I like it. Anyway, um, there are other reports that she wears a thin shawl. Dancing shoes carries a small clutch purse. Because everyone do know a woman do carry an evening bag. (laughs) Purse first. first. (laughs) Oh, good lord, I love it. And Pop, what do you want from me? Purse first. Yes, vote for Bob. Um, and possible that she is very quiet. When the driver is near the Resurrection Cemetery, the young woman asks to be let out, whereupon she disappears into the cemetery. According to the Chicago Tribune, full-time ghost hunter Richard Crow yeah, um, has collected three dozen substantialized... Substantiated. Yeah. Reports of Mary from the 1930s to the present. The legend... The story goes that Mary has spent the evening dancing with a boyfriend at the O. Henry Ballroom. At some point, they got into an argument, and Mary stormed out. She left the ballroom and started walking up, um, walking up Archer Avenue. She had not gotten very far when she had struck, well, I'm sorry, was struck, and killed by a hit-and-run driver who fled the scene, leaving Mary to die. Her parents found her and were uh, grief-stricken. At the sight of her dead body, they buried her in Resurrection Cemetery wearing a beautiful white dancing dress and matching dancing shoes. The hit-and-run driver was never found. See, my only qualm with this is, like, specifically the parents found her dead body. Well, they, she never showed up. Yeah, but, like, there's no one else driving by, no one else walking by. I don't know. I mean, don't get me wrong. I know it takes a lot to get to a phone, but I don't know. Like I said, that's the only part that I'm like, that's suspicious. Nah. Unless they had a truck or something. Higher point of view. Ow. Fuck if I know. So, reported sightings of Mary. 
So Jerry Paulus, a Chicago Southsider, reported that in 1939 he met a person whom he came to believe was Resurrection Mary at the Liberty Grove and Hall at 47th and Mozart, and at the Willowbrook Ballroom. They danced and even kissed, which... Pervert. Necrophiliac. (laughs) You're nasty. So nasty you didn't even know you're nasty. <laughs> didn't know he was into ghosts until it was too late. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> and she asked him to drive her home along Archer Avenue, exiting the car and disappearing in front of Resurrection Cemetery. In 1973, Resurrection Mary was said to have shown up at Harlow's Nightclub on Cicero Avenue on Chicago's southwest side. The same year, a cab driver came into Chet's uh, Melody Lounge across the street from the res- from Resurrection Cemetery to inquire about a young lady who had left without paying her fare. Ooh. I mean, something in trouble. Damn! Imagine how many people she's done that to. She's like gonna get a free ride home again because I'm a ghost. Ha ha ha! How far would they go <laughs> with her though? Um, from what I'm gathering, a lot of it is that it's like usually right out the cemetery or close to the cemetery. So how would they even have a fair then? I don't know. Like 50 cents, maybe. I don't know. Listen, it was hard times back then. Apparently. But um, what was I going to say? I know from what I heard about it, from like versions I've heard told to me, was that you had to like drive past like three times and then she appears in your backseat and then like screams and makes you crash or whatever. I heard of that one. Yeah. I don't know. Like I said, I... I don't know why you'd be driving around three times anyways. Okay, listen. Because people are dumb and they're like, let's summon a ghost. I almost did it, too. I know. You fucking... We got to the like the second one and she's like, no. Because <laughs> like, I didn't even notice she was pulling past the second, second time. And I was like, wait a second. We just drove past it. Stop that. <laughs> well, I guess you're no longer allowed to drive. Well, obviously. Well, I'm... Those... <laughs> Look, yeah, if we were, like, by a known haunted spot, you know where, who's not supposed to be driving this one because she fucking will just be like, yes, let's fuck with it. I'm like, please stop. Okay, well, just make sure you slow down enough so I can eat myself up. <laughs> right? So I can tuck and roll out of here. Not like a beef is a butthead tuck and roll. Bitch, I'm almost made me choke on my way. <laughs> Thank God I got that last gulp down, but I was like, oh, God, I'm going to lose it. <laughs> I'm going to fucking spew my claw on this mic. <laughs> All the fucking basic white girls and white guys that drink white claw. Damn, this bitch spitting. <laughs> Did I do that meme right now? <laughs> Stop looking at cars. He's a loser. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> This is his. This is his porn right now. That <laughs> bitch. I know we're not exciting to you, but damn. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't sign up for this in our marriage. <laughs> Welcome to my life. I'm just kidding. Shut up. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> Oh, yeah. She didn't pay her fare, goddammit. So there were said to be sightings in 1976, 1978, 1980, and uh, 1989. 
which involved cars striking or nearly striking Mary outside of Resurrection Cemetery. Mary disappears, however, and by the time the motorist exits the car. And, which that's, like, I think another version I've heard where it's, like, they, like, almost hit her. And then she gone. She gone? She gone. So then, she also reportedly burned her handprints into the wrought iron fence around the cemetery in August 1976, although officials at the cemetery have stated that a truck had damaged the fence and that there's no evidence of a ghost. Yeah, because he damaged it. I was going to say, yeah, maybe because the truck damaged it and destroyed the evidence. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Never thought about that, did you, Billy? No, that can't happen. Fucking Kevin. That that can't happen. That can't, no. This is the 70s. Women aren't allowed to have those opinions and views. Listen. I mean, we could, but it was highly frowned upon. I was going to say, no, wasn't it? When did women get the right to vote? Like, 1920? No. This is when we started protesting and stuff. No, no, nineteen like nineteen sixties, I think. Gotta make sure I check fact be, that fact check before I wreck you right into place. <laughs> when women ruled the world. <laughs> okay, what is your Google search? <laughs> you am watching some freaky shit. Nineteen twenty. Thank you. August eighteenth. Wait. August eighteenth, nineteen twenty. The 19th Amendment. Then what were we marching about? Oh, wait, no. Was it? Was that equal just, rights. That was equal rights in general. Mm-hmm. Damn it. Fine. We wanted equal pay and everything that we can't have is our God-given right. Well, you push babies out of your, you know, you push humans out of your snatch. Whole uh, you humans. 3D copy models? Yeah. You do that, and it's really painful. But you know what? You deserve less money. Mm-hmm. Fucking men. Because you're only good at Because <laughs> I like being Mug Austin like he's the one who made these rules. He's white. And a man. <laughs> <laughs> it all makes sense. An enemy amongst our midst. It's okay. Just think of it this way. I'm the only Hispanic in this room. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I was going to say, literally, I can only argue so much. Because in the end, I am also white. What? I am woman, but I am white. white so it's woman. a little bit easier for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Moving on. It's my turn. Ye- yes. On January 31st of 1979, article, I'm sorry, an article in the Suburban Trib. Yeah. Yep. Columnist uh, Bill Geist detailed the story of a cab driver, Ralph, who picked up a young woman, a looker, a blonde. She was young enough to be my daughter. 21 tops. Which, like, the young enough to be my daughter, like, just how that's worded, like, just that excerpt, I'm sure that was taken out of context, but context, but I'm like, mm-hmm. you're starting to sound real creepy, sir. Mm-hmm. Um, near a small shopping center in Archer Ave, the new. A couple miles up Archer, Archer there, she jumped with a start like a horse and said, here, here. I hit the brakes. I looked around and didn't see no kind of house. Where, I said, and then she sticks out her arm and points across the road to my left and says, There! (laughs) That's when it happened. I looked to my left, like this. (laughs) I I love that it's like, in the audio, like this. I'm like, I don't know how we looked because I can't see it. Can I, Bill? (laughs) I'm picturing, like, Zoolander when he looks left for the first time. 
Oh my god, it's been so long since I've seen the first Zoolander. Because the, in the first one, he could only turn right. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Where do they come up with this shit? <laughs> <laughs> so when he turns left, he just goes... <laughs> does the same look, but just looking to the left. I know. One was so called... Like a, what is it, Blue Steel? Yeah. Blue Steel. That's so stupid. <laughs> Oh my god, I like, can't. That is the same fucking face over and fucking... And he's just like, this movie's awesome. I was like, this movie is garbage. <laughs> and then you watched it again, and you're like, all right, no, it's not that bad. Uh, After you get past him, and you're just like, what is the matter with you? Yeah. How many times were you dropped on your head as a baby? <laughs> well, that's the thing with like these kind of like comedy movies. It's like they gotta make the hero like either super relatable or not relatable at all, that it's funny. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. I'm pretty sure there are some people who are uh, still pretty relatable to that. Listen, and those are the ones that don't get it. And they'll never know. Never. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, where was I? Oh, to my left. Like this. <laughs> Side to left. Side. <laughs> At this little shack. And when I looked, she was gone vanished and the car door never opened may the good lord strike me dead it never opened what if like the lightning bolt just struck him i was like damn okay well i guess he was lying no (laughs) (laughs) getting struck by lightning is the way is god just spraying us with a spray bottle like we do to cats i can see that (laughs) (laughs) what Hey, there's somebody that survived being struck by lightning three times. Lots to- of people. No, 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 no. That is not the same <laughs> fucking analogy. I'm in the slide. Are you sure? I'm just, yeah. I'm, I'm just being funny. I'm like a static shock. Where it's like, oh, here, I'm going to rub my feet across the floor and then touching a little, Don't like, a doorknob. What about when my that dog touches be- my head and goes, <laughs> like, stop ruining my joke with your logic, sir. Yeah. It's not appreciated. Here, here's like 20,000 volts. I mean, they probably deserved it. <laughs> <laughs> it's when they do something really bad. <laughs> I'm going to look up people, and it's going to be like these people who like give to charity and everything. Now they do. Mm-hmm. Beforehand. <laughs> like, they run, like they run a homeless shelter, they did all Listen, this stuff, and then not, they get And struck. that's what they get for being a good person. <laughs> No good deed goes unpunished. I mean, facts. But anyways. <laughs> I digress. Oh my god. Where am I? Oh, I you're on the Geist no. described. Geist described Ralph as not an idiot or a manic. Maniac. Maniac. Because I did that the first time too. <laughs> <laughs> um, But rather, in Ralph's own words, a typical 52-year-old Working guy, a veteran, father, little league baseball coach, churchgoer, and whole shot. Geis goes on to say, The simple explanation, Ralph, is that you picked up the Chicago area's um, preeminent preeminent, uh, ghost, Resurrection Mary. Which, this fucking dude describing himself like, okay, sir. Because you know it was a creep and he had creep intentions. Well, I mean, again, young enough to be my daughter. Yeah, that's the way to get it, yourself out of that situation. Be like, oh, no, I can't But I'm do a it. father, so I would never do such a thing. Mm-hmm. 
I've seen 2020 and Unsolved. (laughs) (laughs) Unsolved Mysteries. Mm -hmm. Oh, I thought you were talking about the other one, How to Catch a Predator. I mean, that too, How to Catch a Predator. I've seen it. I've seen it. Why don't you have a seat? Oh my god, it's so terrible. What was it? There's someone... Oh, I think someone was trying to do that, like, on Grinder or something. Tried to do, like, a like a catfishing, catch a predator thing, and I'm like, y'all wild. Um, the identity of Mary. Some researchers had uh, attempted to link Resurrection Mary to one of the many thousands of burials in Resurrection Cemetery. A particular focus on those efforts had been Mary Bogovi. Bogovi? Yep. Uh, who died in 1934, although her death came in an automobile accident in the town. The town. Girl. The town. The town, In the downtown Chicago Loop. Ch- um, yeah, Chicago ar- author um, Ursula Belinsky in 1999 documented a possible connection to Anna Maria Norcus. Norcus, thank you. Who died in a 1927 audio, audio, again, seriously, auto accident while on her way home from the O. Henry Ballroom, a theory which has gained popularity in recent years. Ooh. I know, right? I love a good theory. So going on into pop culture, the bluegrass band The Country Gentleman included a song entitled Bringing Mary Home on their 1966 album of the same name. In it, the singer picks up a little girl named Mary who directs him to a house rather than a cemetery, though she vanishes from his car in the same manner as Resurrection Mary. The driver explains the situation to the home's owner who tells him that Mary died in a car accident 13 years before and that he's not the first person to give her a ride home. This version has been covered many times, including versions by Red Sauvine and Mac Wiseman. Uh, on his 1966 album, The Artful Dodger, singer-songwriter Ian Hunter included the song Resurrection Mary, in which a driver near Chicago picks up a beautiful young woman with an iridescent glow, who can, or incandescent glow, I'm sorry, who says to him, I'm trying to get to heaven, can you tell me where that is? Then three films titled Resurrection Mary and based off on the legend has been released, one in 2002 starring Wilford Brimley, one in 2005 featuring uh, Joe Estevez, and one in 2007. All three films portray Mary as a sinister or vengeful spirit. Like I said, most versions I want to say I've heard has been more towards like that scary side too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So the legend of Resurrection Mary was featured twice on Unsolved Mysteries, once in episode two of season three in a segment titled Resurrection Mary in 1990, and once on episode 15 of season six in a segment titled One for the Road in 1994. Ew. Before we leave, we gotta listen to those songs. I'm intrigued. Yeah. Sounds like sad and mopey, though. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, bluegrass. I don't know what kind of singer Ian Hunter is, but I guess we'll find out. We're gonna learn today. <laughs> We're gonna learn today. But anyways, so we kind of went over what versions I know. Are there any other ones you've heard, aside from, like, the driving three times, her appearing to make you crash, or her appearing on the road to make you crash? That's the, when she appears out of the road to make a crash. She's coming out of the thing, right? Or is she walking up and down the street? I can't remember. I don't know. And I mean, honestly, it could be both versions. Or she's like out there in the middle. 
Because you wouldn't let us drive in the fog either. Nope. I'm good on that spooky shit. Mm-hmm. I enjoy my spooky things during the day. You don't on a clear, sunny the day. There was nights where we're, like it was really foggy. Okay. But, and we were going out to get food. Okay. And I was just like, let's drive over here. And she's like, no. It's yep. not happening. We're getting food and going home. I'm like, What was in uh-huh. that over there? Uh, typically that was, usually you'd be going through the Bachelor's Grove area, mm-hmm. like that street. Oh. And because there's like been, I've heard stories about that too, like on that one street, like the Midlothian Turnpike, I think, that like ghost cars like appear. And, yeah, there like, was a, a car that like gets really close behind you where you think it's going to hit you and then you turn or something to get out of its way and it's, it's gone. Yeah, and nothing drives past you. Mm-hmm. It's spooky shit. And then there's another... Oh, no, that one's Ohio, I think. No, I think I've heard one here, too. The... <coughs> sorry. The headless motorcyclist? No, I don't think I've heard that out here. Okay. Maybe, like, Ohio, like you said. But we'll save that for another time. The modern headless horseman. Yeah, right, literally. <laughs> for real. It's a mix of Nick Cage's Ghost Rider and Ichabod Crane's yes. headless horseman. Does he panic them? And make it fashion. Just like make it all fucking weird. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) That sounds like an actual movie page. (laughs) I mean, especially some of the movies movies today. Yeah. Like literally, what is it? Oh, I love what is it? John Mulaney explaining the whole like Back to the Future thing. Like two guys, this teenager and this old guy, and they're friends. Well, how are they friends? Not important. Oh, but yeah, so any other thoughts, questions, comments, concerns? No, not really. Votes? I don't know. But, all right, well then, that's pretty much all I got. So if you have any other urban legends in your area you want to tell us about, obviously most of these revolve around the Chicagoland area, which is where I've pretty much mostly spent my time in living out this way. I traveled everywhere. <laughs> yeah. She's been everywhere, man. She's been everywhere. Not as much as that one, though. He's been everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, you can email us at the.creep.cast18 at gmail.com. We also have Twitter, which is at castcreep. Both C's are capitalized. Woo-woo. Instagram as well, which is at the creepcast, all lowercase. We also have the Facebook. Facebook. Which is the creepcast with Brain Burr. We also have our website, which is thecreepcast.podme.com, with links to all of these sites and media things, as all as well as our Patreon and all that good stuff. Yay! So rate, subscribe, follow, donate, and have a spooky night now. Don't let Resurrection Mary get you. Nom 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 nom. Nom nom. <laughs>